welcome to the 12th house podcast where we pull back the curtain on all things unseen in the mystical world and also in the world of intuitive business and this is a real bts episode oh yeah we have been for the past five episodes talking about inspired creators we've done a little series looking at archetypes we've done some case studies we've talked about finding your unique creator archetype and creation flow Mm -hmm. we've talked about the witch wound (laughs) we've done it all (laughs) yeah it's a lot (laughs) and we have also a series of classes coming up called recession proof Mm. which you should totally come if you liked any of this content i'm teaching them they're all this week and they're free you can just sign up in the hub we'll tell you more about them later but we have been this entire time following a standard operating procedure that we use whenever we launch a product. So we wanted to kind of let you in. This is a bit of a meta episode mm. <laughs> because we've been teeing up this class that we are about to teach called Creators Cashing In, Notion for Magical Baddies. And it's probably like <laughs> my masterpiece. <laughs> Truly, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. Creators Cashing In is an evolution of a class that we have taught called Profitable Content Creator Lab, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But basically, in Creators Cashing In, you'll learn how to create profitable content, how to get paid for your work, and understand the consumption cycle, being consumed versus to consume, the difference between free versus paid content, and then how to really... like. Make sure that the product that you're making, and there are so many that you can make, really has a cycle behind it that supports your growth, your evolution, and also your bank account. And a lot of creators don't get to that point. They get stuck in the growth phase of trying to grow their audience, but they never figure out how to monetize what they do. And when we were doing our case studies, that was something we tried, tried to like really hammer home, the difference between direct paid content, indirect paid content, and how that impacts your life. There are so many ways for you to... Um, to like honestly have your life be supported as you deserve by the amazing things that you put out into the world, even if you only have 500 followers, like you can still have a very profitable business that's based on content. And we want to teach you how to do that because you deserve to be well-resourced. And if you're already making content, why not get paid for it? And why not also find a way that it can be sustainable and fun and generative and feel like it's fueling you and is continuously inspiring versus feeling like it's dragging you down and not really a possibility even though you know you love making content right yeah I feel like that happens to so many of us where we're like this is the thing that I enjoy the most I do not want to pass this off to somebody else like if I were to grow and I want this to be part of my job always but it can feel like a real like drag (laughs) it's a total drag man when you're not getting compensated for it or recognized for it acknowledged for it right and compensation is just an element of that but it really is possible like no matter how big or small your audience is to to monetize what you do without like killing your soul. Because yeah. we've also talked about like you don't have to monetize everything. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time we feel we feel like angry or resentful of um, or bitter around something that we love because we're not getting we're not, it's not giving back to us. It's not like restoring us. Mm-hmm. And it should be. And something that we had I noticed actually during our lovely lovely Quantum Con where we met so many of you guys our wonderful community. It was the best. And we got together, did some deep work. One of the themes that I noticed coming up a lot is like who am I speaking to? 
and how do I find my the right voice to speak to my ideal client? Mm-hmm. And even just honing in on your ideal client and who that is without feeling like you have to cut parts of yourself off or your message. Totally. And that's also something that we talk about in this course. Yeah, you're, you bring up such a good point. I was teaching copywriting 101 and I feel like sometimes I teach the like more advanced version of copywriting because it's more sexy <laughs> and it's more fun. It's yeah. more interesting to like yeah. learn how to be a really punchy writer. Yeah. But the basics of copywriting, you have to have like these five elements and I go over them in creators cashing in. But most people, they don't even start there. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even think about it. And then they're like, why is my content not converting? Why is it not landing? Why isn't it resonating? And if you don't have those five elements, you actually have no idea who you're talking to. <laughs> you have no idea what their pain points are. Something called the moment of highest tension. You don't have that like snapshot, the thing that really like makes your work sing and resonate with people like straight shot to their soul. Like I felt that. It's it's so important to have and it's actually so easy to find. But most creators who are self-taught, because so many of us are, don't even know where to start with that. Mm-hmm. And once you have those elements, that's really what creators cashing in is all about. Once you have these building blocks, you can do anything. And the thing is, like, you already have great content. So mm-hmm. you just need to figure out how to make it profitable. And you are so close to getting there. But one of the things that we teach in creators cashing in is the release runway. It's like kind of our signature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's kind of our signature because it works. And in fact, what we've been doing, Meta, over the last five weeks is part of our release runway. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that and kind of where, how it all goes down when we decide to make a product and then start promoting it using content, how that all works. So should we dive in? At Holisticism, we didn't start launching our own digital products till a couple of years ago. You're in the pandemic, right? Yeah. Well, right before that. Right before. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Like the year, six months, nine months before. Okay. The summer before the pandemic. Um, the, we're running up on Holisticism's fifth birthday. Whoa. Crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I'm like, wow, that's nuts. That's insane. I know. And wow. I was thinking about, you know, when I started the company, I was doing an AMA on Instagram, which sounds so stupid, but I was answering some questions on Instagram and um, someone was like, oh, did you have an idea for how you wanted to monetize? It's like, absolutely. I didn't think this was going to be a business. I truly mm-hmm. said to myself, you're probably going to give up in six months because nobody's going to like this thing. And like, that's okay. Just give yourself six months. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to try mm-hmm. and it'll be a good experience and mm-hmm. you'll learn something. And it picked up and I had no idea where it was going. And eventually it became really clear that I had something that people wanted and they liked my content and I could monetize that content because people were listening which is how I, what I think happens to a lot of content creators. Like yeah. you start to build an audience or a community and they want more of you. Well, you're also great. like following the energy. You're like, I don't know how this is going to go, but <laughs> I might as well at least follow where the energy is going. Yeah. And we say all the time, like, don't worry about monetizing first. Worry about building your community because once you build a community, you right. can go in any direction to monetize. You do not need to figure out what your product is yet. Just figure out what the problem is of the people who are called to you, like who are already organically vibing on what you're putting out there. And the inverse of that is like, what's your unique perspective or offering? And I think sometimes that's hard to figure out. Yeah. (laughs) I know it was for me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a late 20 something living in LA who lived in New York before this, who likes wellness. Like there's not, I don't, I'm not that unique. As you start kind of practicing, you find your voice and you also take for granted what, take for granted 
what you think your worldview right your mm. meaning making systems you're like mm-hmm. well everyone thinks this way mm. and then you start to talk to more people and you're like oh wait no not everyone thinks this way and that's just practice like yeah. you can journal about it but babe you just gotta like start making content test and figure it out, it out. Mm-hmm. trial by fire and one of the best things which we've talked about before is that in today's day and age you can get feedback online very quickly mm-hmm. that can be super scary of course <laughs> but <laughs> if you can also see it as a touch point for learning and then iterating very quickly on those learnings it can be super useful totally i'm still so sensitive to feedback yeah, of course <laughs> like whenever we send out a type form i yeah. like have a little panic attack and then when i read them i also have a little panic attack i'm like can't breathe mm. i tried to read like regulate myself I take yeah. I tell myself what I tell my students anxiety is just excitement without the breath mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like this is good this is positive yes, yes. it's all good and it's always pretty good feedback you yeah. know like it's also it's usually like five out of five stars it's all good but mm-hmm. every now and then I'm like okay that hurt my fifis <laughs> we all got them yeah but you know you don't have to attach a story to it you really don't and sometimes like you're just not for everyone. <laughs> I was telling Ethan that the other day. He was like, people really love you. And I was like, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> You're like, some people? A lot of people would beg to differ. <laughs> well, you, you find your people. It's true. And like, I think once you realize like, you're not for everyone. And yeah. That is okay. Because guess what? Not everyone's for you. No. Also, that'd be exhausting if you were <laughs> for everyone. Could you imagine? No way. Absolutely not. You don't want that. Anyways. So it's all to say, we still go through this. We've launched so many products at this point. God, mm. how many products do you th- we have? Uh, well, we have like 30 products. Yes. We've also launched and killed some stuff. We've killed a lot of things. Yes. R.I.P. the cusp. <laughs> yes, R.I.P. Evolve. Evolution. It's a, a secret project. No one knew it was okay. ours. Yeah. <laughs> we just let that one die a natural, just quiet death. We learned a lot in yeah. a few short weeks. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah. it in the future. Do-do-do, cliffhanger. But let's, talk, let's start at the beginning. So when we decide to launch a product... How do we do? How do we do it? We start with product ideation. Do we actually need to make something? Because we have a no redundancies and no wasted energy policy at Holisticism. But lots of ideas. But ADHD. So so we love everything. Also, like, I think when you really like making content, you're like, I just want to make more. I don't want to I don't want to just edit the old things I have. I don't want to remix it. I love making things. And you're always learning. And so curious. So you're like, well, now I'm obsessed with this new thing I want to talk about. (laughs) Yes, totally. Like, I learned so much about copywriting, even though I've been doing it for probably like 15 years now. Yeah. And professionally for a long time. Yeah. Every time I learn something new, I'm like, I want to teach this to someone. Right, right. (laughs) I need to drop this knowledge somewhere. I want to teach a new class. But start with like, what, you know, do you need to make something? And the two things that come up for us when we know we need to make something is that our community is asking for it. Or we have something very useful to share, like an experience. For Mm. example, we just did a live event for the first time in like three years, Quantum Con. We have so many learnings. Yeah. And we're definitely going to share that with our community in the North Node. Yeah. Because a lot of people want to know about that. Like, Mm -hmm. how did it go? What Mm -hmm. did you learn? Um, Or like we just said, when we learn something new about something we've been practicing for a while, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea, good time for us to look at the products that we have existing and say, does this actually encap- encapsulate everything that we feel like people need to know in order to be successful? Yeah. I will add, we also ask, would we want this? Oh, uh, that Do is we need necessary. This? If yeah. I don't want it, I, w- I will not make it. Yeah. Would we take this? Would we be interested in this? Would we sign up for this? Yeah. And how do we make it so that if we're looking 
outside of ourselves as much as we can, that mm-hmm. it would be something that we would say 100% yes to. Yeah, because I think most of us are pretty hard sells. Like, I don't just willy-nilly buy things other than tarot, tarot decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not really like an impulse buyer. So, and we're, we're pretty savvy shoppers as well. Yeah. So it really has to pass the us test. Would we have a boner about it? Mm-hmm. Would we not be able to stop thinking about it? Would it totally make sense? And also, usually for me personally, mm-hmm. that means I would make exponentially what I paid for it, I would make that back, like 10x the value. And that's what we think about. That's a good formula, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we think about for mm-hmm. even like in an unconscious way of how can we give people like way more than what they're paying for. So we start there and PCCL was a course product. Ide- Let's like look at PCCL as a product ideation situation. So I created PCCL at the very beginning of COVID as a profitable content creator lab. Basically, it's just like my entire brain of uh, mm-hmm. what I learned at all the startups that I'd worked at and running my own content business. And it did really well. And part of it was my community was asking like, what can I do from home? What can I do? I I might get laid off. Like I have these skills. I have this nascent business that Mm -hmm. I want to run, but I have no idea how to make content, how to get paid for it, how to build a course or a membership or even get like ads or sponsors for what I am making. Um, I don't even know what my options are. Like what can I possibly do? I don't just want to be an influencer. I have something to give, but I don't know if like I'm made for digital courses. So what can I do? And I just wanted to give people tons of options and teach them how, how everything worked so they could make the best choice for themselves and then go out and be successful. The pros of PCCL were Intel system spells. This was the class that the most people said changed their lives. Like yeah. people still <laughs> write to us and say that. Oh my gosh. People <laughs> ask about it all the time. People mention it all the time. And I think so much of the reason that they mention it is because a lot of what you teaching it is evergreen and leading up to it, you taught recession-proof skills, Mm -hmm. which was not even a condensed version, but a bite-sized sample. And I think that's part of what's so cool about this course is that it's evergreen skills and strategic thinking. And it's a framework that you can apply to a lot of different areas of your life, I think. 100%. And yeah, I love teaching recession-proof skills, which we've also Mm -hmm. evolved to recession-proof which, which I'm teaching over this week. Mm -hmm. And partially because like I'm a horrible office employee. Like Mm. I hated working in an office and I wanted to be free (laughs) and and also sometimes you don't have an idea for a business like you 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 just don't you don't want to be an entrepreneur but there are so many skills that you can't have in your back pocket where you can be a consultant or a freelancer or you can use them if you decide to go run your own business that Mm -hmm. are just like they're always going to be in demand and a lot of them go back to content creation mm-hmm. and making content. So it was also really comprehensive. Yes. I mean, PCCL, oh, I think beast. was like six weeks long and it was really like start to finish how to make content, how to build an audience, how to pick what type of content to monetize, how to pitch, blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of stuff, but like cons, it was just too long. Like that's a, a lot for my brain. And as we kind of come to terms with the fact that many of our users are squiggly brained people, it became really clear that that, formula wasn't exactly setting people up for success Mm -hmm. like the sort of traditional digital course and Um, our schedules and our lifestyles also demand that we do things differently now mm -hmm. i'm in a course that has a three-hour class right now and i'm like i can barely sit for an hour you know like that's kind of my max yeah and so we're trying to design things that you can realistically sit down and do Mm -hmm. so that means making them bite-sized that means making them community-based making them live yep 
making like incentivizing completion, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. So when we kind of created the notion for Magical Baddies format this summer or last summer, it really gave us the perfect opportunity to take the very best parts of PCCL and add what we've learned in the last year, running like two top 30 podcasts, a paid newsletter, an in-person retreat, drop shipping merch, all the things that we've done, basically launching a new product every month, content product every month. And put that into the format of Notion for Magical Baddies, which we know works really, really well. And then sort of take out the stuff that we're like, you know, that's not a lot of our users know how to make content. I don't need to teach you how to do that. But what I do need to teach you how to do is all the other stuff. So that's how we kind of figure out what the product is. And then we usually try to figure out our launch and promotional promotional calendar and goals. So we work backwards from what our sort of big bottom line stretch goal of like, what is the financial goal that we have for this that for the amount of time and effort that goes into making this product, the salaries of the people who are working on it full time, which a lot of people don't think about. Mm. They, they think about like the cost of ads or, mm. you know, what it costs to use Kajabi or like Zoom. Time. Yeah. But like, for example, someone asked me, why was, why was Quantum Con $500? I could go to Coachella for $500. I was like, oh, go to Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> can't even deal with this comment. But what people don't realize is on top of, of course, all the costs of running an event the day of, we also had someone working on this. I hope that person went to Coachella. I hope they did too. No, but like no ill will. Like that's, you know, if you don't get it, you don't get it. It's really fine. But on top of all the costs of uh, the actual day of event, food, insurance, renting the space, hiring people and paying for people to be you know, my whole entire team to be here and spend their weekends. This was someone's full-time job for three months. So instead of focusing on other stuff in our business, a salary for three months went towards that. And that's a cost. <laughs> so you have to think about the costs that like go into the products that you make from a more holistic perspective. And most people don't. Because no. it's okay. Why would they? It's something you don't really, yeah, you um, don't. It does. you don't Until necessarily you do equate it. those two things. Yeah. And I think until you also try and plan something exactly. like this or exactly. have to do any ty- type of production. Yeah. It's kind of like freelancing when yeah. you're like, I'm not just paying, getting paid for like the three hours of copy that I'm writing. It's yeah. like the research, the time that I'm dedicating to like responding to your emails, all the, all the other stuff. My intelligence combined <laughs> over the best 31 years. Right, exactly. <laughs> Plus like my, I have to pay an insurance premium because I'm a freelancer and taxes and blah, blah, blah. Like there are these costs that, you know, sometimes people don't always think about. So anyways, we start with our big bottom line stretch goal. What is that? What's going to make it worth it for us to run this class, this course, this product, whatever it might be. And then we use that bottom line, the cost of the product and our conversion rate to figure out how many leads we need to get on our list. So we're like, doing back of the napkin math basically where we figure out how many people do we need to have in this class in order to make our revenue goal and then if we have a let's say five percent conversion rate how many people do we need to get in front of from let's say we need to convert a hundred people and we have a five percent conversion rate that means we need to get in front of two thousand people in order to hit that five percent so we need to have 2,000 qualified leads on our lead list to launch this product. What do you think is good for people who have maybe a list of 500 people or Depends on the cost of your product. Or, yeah, what's a good conversion rate that people should think about whether... So technically, the lower your... The smaller the size of your list... Oh, I'm getting an aura right now. Technically, the smaller the size of your list, the higher your conversion rate is going to be. 
because you probably have a closer relationship with those people. You probably have higher open rates on your emails. You maybe even have really high engagement on your Instagram posts because of just the ratio. So if you have 500 people on your list, if you have 100 people on your email list, you can still have a very successful product. Now, you might not be making a ton of money off of ads or affiliate sales because you don't have the mass, but you can make a ton of money off of direct paid content, which we talk about in Creators Cashing In. But yeah, does that answer the question? Mm -hmm. So conversion rate of like maybe 10%, maybe even 20%. Yeah. Okay. Totally, totally doable. And that also really depends on your copy. Yeah. Like you need to know who you're talking to and, and make sure, of course, the product, like, is it something that people want? So your lead list is obviously way easier to grow if you already have an email list, but not everyone on your email list is your ideal client (laughs) and not everyone should be considered a lead, which is why building a lead list using something like content opt-ins or lead magnets where people can sort of self-select and say, I'm interested in this topic is really helpful. It's going to get you a stronger lead list and your conversion rate will likely be plus if you have a small list, you don't want to burn out your list by always pitching them products or content to get paid or whatever it might be. You want to segment your list for just general list health. And so, you know, you don't feel like you're being salesy all the time. And then we pick our date for when the class is going to go live and when we're going to actually teach it because we teach our classes live. And our classes are live for a reason, for squiggly brain folk like us to stay accountable and make sure we show up and make sure we get the coursework done. It's true. Any of our long, basically we've kind of broken it down into our longer classes. Anything that's longer than like maybe two hours is a live class. Anything that's shorter than two hours, we feel pretty good breaking it into a pre-recorded class. So like 10X Your Community Constellation, Notion for Babies, Failure Tolerance Challenge, that stuff Mm -hmm. is evergreen. So you can buy it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You can opt in whenever you want. You can get started on it today if you wanted to. But most of our classes we teach live. So when we have like an active promotion and our release runway, it's for a live product that we're opening the doors on. So we pick our date and then we work backwards from that to create our active promo and our release runway. So active promo is when we have That's basically like the two weeks before class starts when our doors are open and we're like actively promoting the class on social via email. I send out an email sequence and there's basically something going on every day about this product. For visual people out there, a way to think about it while you're listening to this is to look at a calendar or imagine a calendar in your mind and Imagine the cart open date as the week that this product is on sale. So let's say your cart open date is June 20th. So two weeks prior to that is what we're talking about when we're talking about the active promotion. So that is the kind of last leg of your release runway. Yeah. And if you zoom out six to eight weeks Before that, so if we're talking June 20th is the cart open, then say June 6th, you're going to be in your very active promotion. And then you zoom out six to eight weeks, you are at the end of April and you're working on your release runway, which is all of the content that you're setting up to take your audience on the journey to be a warm and qualified lead for your product. Exactly. You said that so beautifully. Um, <laughs> yeah. I need to see it on a calendar. I'm like, what? I know, me too. I'm just yeah. like, I don't. I can do math in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Show yeah. me the pictures. Yeah. Um, the release runway is like the most important thing, I would say. I would say it's more important than honestly active promo because, okay, so my content and copywriting like nerds will know this and any of my North Node members will know this. 
when we're taking someone on a journey to basically be a qualified lead and someone who wants to buy our product, we're taking them through the stages of awareness. And there are four stages of awareness, product unaware, product aware, solution aware, and then product aware. Most people do not know what your product is. And a lot of them don't, well, everyone doesn't know what your product is, especially if you haven't launched it before. But most people don't even know what their problem is. And any product that you make solves a problem, right? So your release runway, effectively, every week, you're dropping sort of like what I like to think of as an iceberg of content, like a big chunk, a boulder of important content that takes your user from... Like the Titanic. <laughs> like the one that sunk the goddamn Titanic. <laughs> um, Jack, there was room. There really was. There was. There was room. <laughs> Justice for Jack. <laughs> Anyway, every week you're basically trying to take your help your user go from problem unaware to product uh, problem aware to solution aware to product aware. Finally, at the very end of your release runway, your users should know what your product is and how it can help them. And they should also be able to identify whether they're the person that it's for. Right. And you don't have to be heavy handed with that. I mean, we've been basically going through the release runway of creators cashing in for the last five or six weeks on this podcast so this entire series was a release runway (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the reveal and every week we tried to take you through what could potentially feel like a problem for you and how you could solve that problem Mm -hmm. and then added on layers of complexity to show you even more examples of why creators cashing in could be a good fit for you especially if you're a content creator who doesn't know how to monetize the content that they have So that's what we're thinking about. And there's so much more to the stages of awareness, but it's like a huge blind spot for a lot of people who are making content. They just don't even think about it. And it's necessary to honestly, like (laughs) to run a business, you have to know the level of sophistication of your listener, your reader, your user. I actually think it's something that once you understand it, you see it happen everywhere and Mm -hmm. you can see when brands aren't really following the proper steps to Mm -hmm. speak to their clientele. Mm -hmm. And a lot of brands are at the point where they have the client who is problem aware, Mm -hmm. but they're not able to connect the solution aware to their product Mm -hmm. in a way that feels genuine seamless and yeah not kind of like pandering and that's where it gets really sticky so I think once you learn these stages of awareness it's a big light bulb moment moment totally because it takes a little it takes practice to not only write in that way Mm -hmm. to understand it and apply it to every situation but then you start to see it all over and connect the dots and I actually think a lot of people through the copywriting class this weekend at quantum con really had that light bulb moment I totally I could like see it it's so fun to teach in person and I have to like get up and like walk almost a timeline of like yeah okay here's where I am I'm over on the left hand side I am problem unaware okay now here's what if I walk all the way over to product aware like yeah I have spatial synesthesia, so that really helps me. Yeah. But I think it helps other people understand, too, like that you're taking a leap every time you go through a new stage of awareness. Yeah. And this is like more complex. And we talk about it in Creators Cashing In. I, t- I talk about it every time I teach copywriting. Mm-hmm. But all you're doing when you're copywriting, when you're selling something is you are helping someone evolve. Mm-hmm. And when someone starts with problem unawareness, they think that their life just has to be like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to live with back pain forever because it's just normal. Mm-hmm. And as you take them through the stages of awareness, you open up a future for them where there are actually like possibilities and potential that they didn't even know 
existed. Right. And that's exhilarating and liberating and exciting and and amazing. That's mm-hmm. like an evolution that you can coach in your user over time. And it doesn't even have to take that much time. It can take a couple of weeks. And that's where it really gets someone to end up buying something. It's not how salesy you are or how cool your Instagram is. It's showing them the, the potential future that is in front of them, like that this is possible and it doesn't need to be like so heavy handed. It mm-hmm. just needs to be like, hey, here's your problem. There's actually a solution to that. Many solutions but potentially. And actually, I-, I think I can help you with it. And here's why I think you can help you. That's it. That's all you have to do. So that's what the release runway does in a, in a really like easy breezy way, doing something that you're so good at, which is making content. So you're basically just answering all the questions or objections that might come up for your user over that six or eight weeks that they're learning about your product. And another way to think about it, which goes back to our previous episodes on creator archetypes, is that it's taking that an archetypal journey. 100%. And you're providing that. Like, you're essentially writing the script, the narrative. You can have fun with it. You can make it like, okay, if this sequence is going to be a short film, what is it? What is my character going to go through that I can see it in a way that doesn't feel so like marketing product you know like it can be really fun and it can be very it is fun narrative yeah, yeah. totally it is like yeah that, my favorite part of the release runway is like when we ideate the content it's like so fun well okay wait no this should be in week one because yeah. that they won't know that yet and like yeah. okay now we should put this in week six and like yeah. this will get them really excited and that's like the best part also thinking about like the right. light bulb moments for someone going through the whole experience yeah like that's the best. And then hearing about it, like seeing it happen, totally. you know? And then like if you are if you have an allergy to being salesy, like you don't need to be salesy. No. <laughs> like, no. At all. You no. just get to like do your thing. You get to do what you love, which is make content, which is really cool. And you also don't want somebody who isn't right for your product. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point. When you also go through this release runway, you'll build in content upgrades because that helps you figure out your lead list, right? options for people to opt in to your email list or to a special, I don't know, dashboard you've created for them or an asset that you've given them that's valuable. So they're self-selecting. Someone might listen to or read. So you can make your release runway. It can be a podcast. It can be blog posts. It can be YouTube videos. Ideally, something that has some like lasting staying power. You know, Instagram's half-life is only 48 hours. So I would not build my release runway on Instagram personally, but you can do whatever you want. But with that being said, you're basically giving people the opportunity to self-select and say, oh yeah, that's me. That's totally me. I want more of this as opposed to feeling like you're shoving something down their throats. So you kind of like mm, feed two birds with one scone, right? You help educate your user over a extended period of time in a not heavy handed way using something that you love, which is content marketing. And you help them say to themselves, ah, this is actually for me. And like, wow, there's a potential future that like, Looks kind of dope. <laughs> looks kind of sick that I want to try out for myself. So that's what your release runway looks like. And what happens after that? Release runway. You buy another scone and both <laughs> birds feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't want to share. <laughs> Who wants to share these days? Give, give the bird a scone. <laughs> we are abundant in scones over here. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> deserves to be fed. <laughs> scones for all. <laughs> We love carbs. But after that, we either, well, at Holisticism, we have a live activation. And that's usually like one of us teaching a class because I find it really important that we teach live because we teach our classes live. And 
if someone doesn't like me and my teaching style, they're not going to like the course. And I think that we're really good teachers most of the time for the right people, especially mm. for squiggly brained people. And that can inspire a lot of confidence that like, oh, I'm going to vibe with these people and I can trust them that they got my back and that they care about me because we really do. And then we can also in those live conversations, answer questions the few day, a few days before launch if someone has, you know, lingering concerns. Yeah, it's like a little appetizer. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much it. That's what it looks like to launch a product, a content product for us. You start with the product, yes. build it out, figure out what it is, yeah. product ideation. Mm -hmm. Then you go figure out your launch calendar and your goals. So figure out how much money you want to make, how many leads you need to have, and then pick out when your class is going to go live so that you can sort of reverse engineer your calendar of active promotion the two weeks right before the class goes live and mm -hmm. your release runway which is the six to eight weeks before your product goes live and then if you want to add in a little extra spice you can do a live activation a couple of days before your cart closes and this works for everything so this works for direct paid content this could work for indirect paid content so direct paid content would be like a course a product that you're making like merch a membership community a paid newsletter a paid podcast you could also work for indirect paid content if you have like a promotion that you're doing for something like a sponsor or an affiliate where you're doing like a heavy push for a certain period of time, which is normally what happens when you work with us with a partner, you have a period of time that you're working together. So you could build a release runway for a product that's or a brand that's sponsoring you. And if you're feeling like I got the rubric down, but I need to understand different ways, or I need to have different examples of indirect or direct paid content, we did case studies in the past few episodes with two different creators. And we're going to be going into this more in Recession Proof Witch. Yes. So Recession Proof Witch today is trend spotting. Tomorrow, Wednesday is golden copy and content. And then Thursday is digital campfires and community. I will talk about indirect and direct paid content in all of these. But really, this is a huge thing that we teach inside of Creators Cashing In. Yeah. And if you're kind of just curious about it but not totally sure you know join us in the workshops yeah come you'll to get, class yeah you'll get more of a little taste yeah and you can sign up at the link below it's in our mighty networks group and you can watch the replays even if you can't join live sign up and you'll get sent a version of the replay so you yeah can, you can catch it yeah but it takes a lot of planning <laughs> and organization honestly to make it all function together and that's why i think it's really hard for someone to figure this out on their own it's a lot of upfront planning. Mm -hmm. I'll say once you get the rubric organized, then it's a lot of fun creating. Totally. It, it actually like really frees you up because mm -hmm. or else you feel like you're constantly behind and you're like, yeah. is this working? Is this working? I don't know. Yeah. It's nice to just know like, okay, here are all of your core pieces of content. Mm -hmm. All of your social media um, comes out from those core pieces of content where you're mm -hmm. breaking down the core pieces of content in your release runway. All of your emails, they go out 10 days before and it's like 8 to 10 emails. By the way, the more emails you send, the more money you're going to make. That's just how it works. Sorry. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear it, but that's the truth. And there's actually a formula to the mm -hmm. emails that you send. Yeah. Like there are templates that we actually give you in Creators Cashing In that work really, really well. That's you know? also a priceless the truly like going priceless. over the nurture sequences the uh, stages of awareness and many other things but those two are extremely priceless evergreen bits of knowledge so like once you really get it 
changes everything 100 and you can again like recession proof skills you can apply to so many different things like i was talking to a friend who's going into freelance email writing and uh, she wants to write for like be you know big beauty brands and i was like oh yeah there's a sales sequence there yeah she's like oh yeah i can use your sales sequence I was like yes you can so you can get paid like i don't know 50 grand to do something like that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, because it's not something that people really understand how it works and it's everywhere. And it, once you get it, you see how it translates to so many other areas. Exactly. It's it's a meaning-making system because mm-hmm. it's a lens through which to understand the world. And like you said, yeah, once you get it, it's like once you get these sort of building blocks and you know the right questions to run through, you can do it for anything. You yeah. can do it for your content, someone else's yeah. content, an e-com product, <laughs> like an NFT, yeah. you know, for anything. It's yeah. kind of, a, it's like the best thing ever. But um, yeah, it takes a lot when you first get started. And that's why we do a really big kickoff meeting at the beginning of any product launch. We pull cards. Mm-hmm. We like ask the cards what we need to ha- know to like help our user who they are. We just ask for help <laughs> and guidance. And then we put all the moving parts together. And once we can see them from that bird's eye view, it just makes everything so much easier. And we're like, it really helps I'm not someone who like lives and dies by numbers, but mm. it really helps to have goals mm-hmm. in this case because you actually see most of the time it's very doable. Like, oh, I only need to get on 100 leads. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I can do that. Easy. Yeah. That's what I think so much of the value of this course is. It's demystifying what a lot of people don't talk about because maybe they don't necessarily know how to teach it mm-hmm. or that's just not what they're interested in doing. Yeah. And it really breaks down the content creation systems that you can use for so many different things yeah and i think there is that's such a good point there's a really like specific difference to me between a content creator and someone who's just like like kind of a no i'm not going to call them scammy but like Mm. i don't know how to articulate this in a way that doesn't sound like super bitchy but um someone who like puts a lot of ad dollars behind something so there's like a pretty common trope yeah of oh that I've made a hundred thousand dollars on this product, but you've also spent fifty thousand dollars on ads, and that's not what we teach. We do not teach. We basically teach like organic growth. We do not teach any ads in creators cashing in because that's just a totally different game. And um, I think most people don't have the cash to spend that when yeah. they're first getting started. Like yeah. you need to figure out if you're like me, you had no money in your bank account, you had. A community and you're like I need to figure out how to make money like in two months or I need to quit this thing yeah and that was the position I was in and I feel really lucky that I had the background to be able to like build this business and make it profitable really profitable and not have any debt and also I'm extremely privileged but I want to like teach you how to do that too if that's something that you're interested in so join us join us won't you but yeah that's that I mean it's a lot it's a lot of stuff but I think that's, that's it. That's that's it. That's the T. And tea. if you want to learn a little bit more about the archetypes, then we'll put the creative archetypes uh, link in the show notes. And I'd love to see you in class. I think that we're going to go over a lot of stuff that even if you don't take creators cashing in will be really helpful for you. Maybe you don't feel like you're quite there yet. There's this great book called Built to Sell. Mm-hmm. And I really like this concept of working backwards from what you're like what is your end game? What is your end goal? Mm-hmm. So if you know that eventually you want to make profitable content, it really helps to know like what's in the pipeline for you. Like what do I need to focus on? And that's all that Recession Proof Witch is about. So if you're not quite ready for creators cashing in, all good. Come take these free classes and like marinate on them for the next couple months and mm-hmm. um, start applying them. And then when creators cashing in comes around again, 
maybe you'll sign up or yeah. not. Maybe you won't need me, which would be even better. Then you're already a pro. <laughs> exactly. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Hope Thanks to see you in class. If you haven't listened to the other Inspired Creator episodes, go back. They're fun. Yeah, we yeah. go through a lot. Yeah. And if you thought that this episode was valuable, if you learned something today, mm. if you had an aha moment or a light bulb moment, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It really helps us get found by more people or share this with a friend who you think would really benefit from it. We so, so, so appreciate you guys doing that for us. So thank you. Thank you.